You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon and welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 4th of November, 2022, on uh, Champions Day Eve at Flemington. What's going to be a massive day of racing and has been a massive week of racing. Sam Hyland, good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris. Yeah, it's, uh, gee, it's, it's, it's been massive, hasn't it? As yeah. you say, down in Melbourne, it's, uh, we've sort of uh, been tuning in all week and, and uh, with envy, with great envy, I've uh, been watching the races uh, down south and thinking uh, it'd be great to be there. Didn't know that the coverage has been that great. I wouldn't have said, uh, wouldn't have said Channel 10's, uh, you know, hitting it out of the park so much. But anyway, that'll be interesting. So I think they've got one more year to go uh, for last year, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been a bit different. There's definitely been different uh, watching it on, but uh you know, in, the, the in good race. Uh, You're not I, seeing enough celebrities. Uh, no, not, not enough of the bird cage. I don't know about that. It's just I. I tell you what, something is very noticeable. Is, yes. Uh, the presentations have been very short and sharp, and uh, I, I. I've been. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Gee, I, I thought when you win a Melbourne Cup, you know, if ever you want your day in the sun, it's after you win a Melbourne Cup, the biggest race uh, in Australia, and uh, yeah, it was. I, I thought they'd be uh, they'd be really disappointed the connections because they hardly got, hardly got uh, to get a word in. So it was pretty short and sharp, and it was almost like it was rushed. Which, yeah, I don't I don't think that was a gr- that was a great thing. But all all the same, it's um yeah, it's been a fantastic watching on and great racing, uh, outstanding racing, uh, and we've still got a day to go. Yeah, and we'll get onto the uh, the TV in just a moment. But uh, on today's show, we're going to chat to Jasmine Cornish of course, is a superstar apprentice. She's riding so well in Brisbane at the moment. And we're going to chat to Chris Anderson as well. Now, Chris Anderson's got Larrikin Road going around at Doomben tomorrow. He's a, a horse with a lot of ability. So we'll get Chris Anderson's thoughts on Larrikin Rogue's chances. Remember, Sammy, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit Queensland, uh, racingqueensland.com.au for all your information now. TV ratings, you just spoke about the TV then. I did see a tweet during the week. Someone had put up the t- uh, ratings for the last decade yep. and they've steadily declined. Yep. But I don't think you can take any notice of that whatsoever because you've got so many different ways to view the racing these days. I mean, we weren't watching on our phones 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that's 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 rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I suppose there there is so many ways you can uh, you can – watch races now. I mean, you, you have a bet with a bookie and you can watch the race, can't you? you exactly. Know? So it's, um, uh, yeah, it's 
always wonder how uh, ratings work. And yeah, they and they they, they question about a hundred people. <laughs> is that what, and is then, that what it is? And then and then extend it out across millions. Right. So I don't really know how. Have you ever have you ever been asked to no, do a ratings for a, for a TV show or a radio show? I have not. Cohen, have you ever been asked? Ratings? Yeah. For a TV show? Yeah. No. Does anyone ever come to your door and say, can you fill in this rating survey booklet, please? No, nah, not yeah, at all, mate. Yeah. So. I don't know how to read and write. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll there say you now. <laughs> That's why I'm on radio, boys. <laughs> uh, now, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Sam, was international jockeys. Now, we've seen, again, a lot of international jockeys come out for the big races. We had Frankie Dettori riding in Sydney. We've had uh, a handful of jockeys riding uh, in Melbourne in the Cup, etc., They've copped a bagging once again. Do you think we need international jockeys? Does it add to the carnival? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it does. And it's uh, I think it's a good thing that they come out here. It's funny. Uh, I, I've read uh, on social media and then uh, I, I think uh, Tommy Haylock gave um, Jamie Spencer a clip last week with, with Miles Fitzner. And, uh, yeah, I just thought, wow. Like, they, you know what? They're, they're world-class jockeys. They're... International, but are they world class inter, out inter, here? International rock stars. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, what what I think what the the way they ride is obviously a lot differently uh, to to how we ride our race. Our racing's uh, quite Americanized, I would say. We're 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 pretty much about speed, although we don't go as hard as they do uh, in America. And I guess. Um, uh, that they ride a lot, a lot more loosely. Yep. I, I think that's fair to say over in Europe. Um, but you know, Jamie Spencer's been able to cut it with the best in in Hong Kong and uh, and ride around the world. So he's uh, he is a top class jockey. So you know, I mean, you know what they they put bad ones in. They put bad ones in. According to social media, every one of them's put a bad one in on every ride since they've been here. I mean, if if you're keen on a horse in a big race during the spring and you see Jamie Spencer or you see Frankie Dettori riding it, you think, eh, what do you think? Oh, it's got an even better chance now. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I don't. You're, uh, you're okay I, with I it. I don't take anything away from it. I, I uh, yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm, if I've got my money on it and, and Jamie Spencer's riding the horse, I haven't got a problem with it. I haven't got a problem with well, it. Well, they had some big racing in Tokyo on Sunday. It was the, the Tenno show, I think they call yes. it, the the, um, the autumn one over there. And Christoph Sumion, he doesn't seem to have any uh, problems travelling around. He rides winners all over the place. Well, I can tell you firsthand, uh, I rode with Christoph in, uh, in Macau and... Uh, uh, that was way back when. So that was 20 years ago. He was a young buck. He's younger than me, uh, Christophe. But I remember him coming uh, and the Belgian jockey. Uh, obviously, he was the Aga Khan's number one jockey back then. And then he did a stint in Macau as the club jockey and he got all the best rides and, you know, he'd have been on enormous money. And he dead set, jumped out at the barriers and just went wherever he wanted to go, Christophe. And... Then uh, when when you came back in the jockey's room and and you started to Barney up, he, he'd just look and he'd say, oh, "My English very poor, very poor, very poor English." He's, you know what? Uh, I don't think anything's smart. changed. He's too smart, old Christoph. He's a very good jockey, and I think he, as you say, he jumps out and he does what he wants to do, exactly. and he's still doing exactly the same thing, so many years later. Uh, now, anything else you'd like to talk about uh, from Cup Week Gold Trip? 
Gold trip. Well, well done to D Taggart because oh, yeah. uh, Cam and Luke. Yes, yeah. Cam Luke. They both had him uh, on top. Gold trip. Um, I tell you what, I I understand that he was he's going around in great races uh, over there in Europe and and he's been running well here. Top weight, uh, one win under his belt. I just couldn't have and him. No two I, mile form. I could not have him. Gold trip. Um, but I think it just shows you. That that was a pretty ordinary Melbourne Cup what we saw this year and uh, and I and I also um, you know I have big concerns for for going forward they're not they're not going to get internationals coming out in the next couple of years if if they keep this carry on with these uh, vet rules like um, I tell you nobody will come and and we don't have any we don't have any stayers ourselves well the only so, stayers we have are imported from uh, from <laughs> Europe so now racing here. It's uh yeah it's pretty I, I think they've gone way over the top obviously with the 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 veterinary side of things and and I understand that uh you know as James Ferguson said he came out and said that you know this is why they don't come because it's uh the the stringent tests and whatever that you have to have going into going into the Melbourne Cup so it's um yeah and as we saw you know Durston getting 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 pulled out of the race and. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting times, but that was that was an ordinary Melbourne Cup uh, that we saw. But it's there to be won, and Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace, what an operation they've got! Their um, fantastic trainers, uh, and it, it got a great ride from Mark Zara, and and I think uh, and shout out to Paddy Maloney who ran second on a misery. I thought he rode that horse beautifully in that race. I read somewhere that, or uh, well, someone wrote somewhere that uh, they expect uh, Mar and Eustace to dominate the Melbourne Cup for the next twenty years. Sam, <laughs> it's a big call, isn't it? Well, it's uh, you know it's a big operation, and they they tick every box, and yeah, they're just getting stronger and stronger. Dare I say it? It was uh, you know a, a few years back, it was all Darren Weir, and and now uh, Kieran's just uh, picked up the baton and said, right, I'll take over, and he's done exactly that. Queensland horses have uh, raced well over the carnival. I thought Zoo Style was very good down the straight uh, yesterday. We've got Rothfire and we've got uh, Baller going around at Flemington tomorrow against Nature Strip. That'll be a task. Yeah, it's, I thought he ran well, Zoo Style, didn't yeah, he? he? Did. He um, it's it's funny those straight races. They bring a lot of horses undone. I actually gave uh, XO Lady a bit of a squeak yesterday, and you could uh, just see that when it came off the bit and and it was just lost going in a straight line and. And uh, it's yeah, it, they're tricky straight races. I, I must say, uh, myself for the punt this week, it's been uh, horrendous, horrendous. But anyway, <laughs> there's a day to go. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> now, before we uh, we move on, just uh, Starcraft. You'd remember Starcraft, yes. Sammy. Starcraft was a fantastic horse. He unfortunately passed away. I think it was yesterday. Uh, his record was outstanding. He had. Uh, uh, career 11 wins, no, 22 starts for 11 wins and seven placings. And I did some research on him uh, last night. He won group ones in five different countries. Wow. Australia, France, New Zealand, the UK, and the USA. Don't forget he won the, uh, a Breeders' Cup by 7.6 lengths. Wow. Now, he also won the 2004, he's obviously one of his wins here, was the 2004 uh, ATC Derby at Ramwick. Let's have a listen to that. Delzeo's coming through in the centre. Timberina's after Braylock. Starcraft with the big bounds on the outside is coming after them. Here comes the big boy. Starcraft is going to Braylock. Braylock's kicking on the inside. Starcraft, Braylock. Oh! Photo finish! 
Oh, this is close between the pair of them. Delzey has finished third. Needless to say, he did get the photo, Sam. Is that Wayne Wilson? Yeah, that was that. Wayne Wilson. Going back, uh, Wayne Wilson did some calling for Channel 7 during the spring count. I remember him calling the Melbourne Cup, which media puzzle won. Yep. And uh, he must have done the autumn too with uh, with that Starcraft winning back yeah, in right. 2004. So, yes, he was the voice of Queensland Racing. Cost $80,000 Starcraft and won a total of Australian $2.8 million, Sam. What was the Australian's name here? Gary somewhere? Gary Newnham. That's it, Gary, Gary Newnham. Newnham had Starcraft. Yeah, he won his Coast. first race, I think, at... Uh, Ooh, I can't remember where it was. It might have been Ipswich or somewhere like that, but yeah. he really kicked on, did StarCraft. So, unfortunately, not with us uh, anymore. Now, racing around the place tomorrow, we've got some terrific meetings. Obviously, Flemington's the highlight uh, nationally, but we race at Rose Hill and just another couple of million-dollar races at Rose Hill, Sammy. Two million-dollar race and a one million-dollar race. Did you get into the big dance during the week, did you? The big... Uh... <laughs> the, the big rave, was it? Big or rave? Big, I don't know uh, what it was. The big but it, disco or what, the big... It was a pretty uh, $2 million race. I mean, serious? I, don't, I didn't even watch it. I didn't even turn it over. Racing in Queensland this weekend, and that's what we're focusing on. Racing uh, at Doombin tomorrow, of course. Aquas Park on the Gold Coast. We've got Toowoomba, as per usual, in the Twilight Zone. And don't miss the Darling Downlow. Hosted by one Sam Highland and me just hanging on for the ride tomorrow morning on SEN track. Uh, Sunshine Coast on Sunday. And we have a lot of country meetings uh, tomorrow. We've got Chinchilla, the Cup, Cooktown, Cup, Cunnamulla, Cup, Bar, Cup. So if you're close to any of those areas and you want to support the local community, uh, please do so and, and visit those uh, particular tracks. And we've also got Winton racing tomorrow afternoon. Now, Winton is not a cup meeting, Sam. Cam Luke would be absolutely going nuts up here this weekend. He loves a cup. Does he? He he loves a cup. He loves it. So, uh, and as he always says, the town will be rocking tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the towns of, what did I say? Chinchilla, Cooktown, Cunnamulla and Moranbar will be rocking big time tomorrow night. But uh, anyway, uh, we will, uh, yeah, we should be good to go to one of those cups one day, wouldn't it? I don't Would even be. know where half those places are, Sammy, but I'd like I to go. I think Cooktown's a fair way off. I know, Cooktown's it? a long way away, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right up the top somewhere. <laughs> anyway, if you're, uh, if you're in the area you want to get to those meetings, please do so and uh, enjoy yourselves. Now, Sammy, we're going to have a chat to Jasmine Cornish now. Jasmine Cornish, apprentice jockey, just riding up a storm at the moment. But before we chat to Jasmine, let's have a listen to uh, a couple of her recent wins. Emerald Kingdom, 300 metres left to go. Still five lengths in front here from Grey Worm making ground. Last chance and Tears of Love, Pancho. And Hot Spring Goal coming down the outside. But Emerald Kingdom still well clear. Five, six lengths in front from Grey Worm. Last chance, Pancho, Hot Spring Goal. And it's all Emerald Kingdom. Emerald Kingdom's run it well. On point, still the leader. Trying hard as Athena Nixon. Running home as Clairview Molly. Late the inside, Rapid Outlaw. It's on point, Rapid Outlaw. The inside and Clairview Molly. On point in front from Clairview. Clavier Molly on points one from Clavier Molly. Third to Rapid Outlaw, followed by Athena Nicks even. Now further back was Lady Falbalon. Sammy, I was on on point, but I wasn't on Emerald Kingdom. Jasmine, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, a couple of great rides, just uh, a couple of many great rides of late. You're, you're really kicking some goals at the moment. Yes, yeah, thank you very much. 
getting good support from uh, some of the main yards, obviously uh, on point with Rob Heathcote, who's been a great supporter of yours, and uh, and Emerald Kingdom now with uh, with Desley. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, great. I've had some lovely opportunities and gotten great support, and I'm super grateful for that. Jasmine, uh, with getting involved with those Brisbane stables, do, does that mean that you, you come to Eagle Farm and, and do a bit of work during the week, or you're just, uh, you're just turning up on race day? Um, I have just started recently within the past, uh, I'd say, it'd be coming up to two months, just been coming into Brisbane on a Friday just to have a look around and um, jump on some for Rob and help him out because he's been a great, like a really, really uh, good supporter of mine and given me some really good opportunities to get me started in town. Now, Jasmine, uh, you're from a racing family. Your mum, Cherie Drake, uh, was a jockey. Your father, Greg, I believe, was apprenticed to Tommy Woodcock. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Now, Sammy reckons that he's got some memorabilia. Will that be right too? Of Farlap? Yeah, 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 he does. He um, he also, yeah, he won on a horse called Reckless, who yeah. was also a really good horse of his. Well, Reckless won, uh, didn't you, won the Adelaide Cup, the Brisbane Cup? And he didn't yeah, win the them all, but he ran. Did he run second in the Melbourne Cup? I think. I think Pat Trotty was I, I, the running. He's something like that, but yeah, I know he won a lot of cups. Yeah. <laughs> so, was the plan? Did you always want to be a jockey? Uh no, I um, I didn't always want to be a jockey. I I guess I was never against it, but I just always thought um, I was going to be, I guess, too big as a child. I thought I was going to be too big, and but then I started doing the track work quite early on, and. I was helping with all the breakers, um, mum and dad, and I guess riding with mum at the start until she uh, finished up because of injuries. And then I was running a bit track like with dad, and I was just having a lot of fun. And all the horses I knew so well, and I just really, yeah, I was really got a connection with them. And I really thought that they could run with me. I was very competitive track work gallops. When dad would let me race the line the last 100 metres, whoever I was galloping <laughs> with would always make sure I win. So I guess it was kind of in me. <laughs> That's good. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> now, when, when you do your form and and and, and such, did, does your mum and your dad help you out there, or do you have a manager? Um, yeah, mum's just started being my manager. I haven't um, got her officially written down yet because at the start she wasn't quite sure if she wanted to do it. She thought it was a bit much pressure, even though <laughs> um, we're pretty. We work together a lot, yep. um, but the other day. I watched all the replays with when I had my uh, a ride for Chris Waller. Dad, I watched all the replays with him and was trying to sh- show him um, how good the horse looked to me. And then, yeah, it um, it was great, great to watch them together. But I do do a lot of form on my own. Did you? What, how many times did you watch the replay of that horse winning Logan Street Line? <laughs> the one of me winning on him. Yes. How many times did you watch that <laughs> since? That was that was Tuesday. <laughs> Probably, probably the most replay I've watched from any horse I've ridden. <laughs> well, I've got to say, it was it was a very, very good ride. I think you waited and waited and timed it, timed it perfectly. But I could see the smile on your face as you went over the line. You were ecstatic. And look, first ride, first ride for Chris Waller. Is that right? Yes, yes, it is. pretty good. Geez, you'll be on the, you'll be on again. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, now tomorrow. You've got uh, some really good rides at uh, at Doombin. Now, uh, probably your best chance would be Mashani Raider, I'm guessing, in race number one. Yeah, Mashani Raider. 
Um, he's on fire. He just keeps getting beaten in the nose by Mashani Renegade the last couple of starts. So hopefully this time with Mashani Renegade uh, going to the paddock, hopefully it's time for Raider to get that winner out, out the way and then he can join the paddock with Renegade. Then you ride in race three, Spinning Spirit for Jim Hanna. Yeah, she's a um, really, really lovely Lovely mare, rode her first up for Jim at Ipswich and we had a bad gate, so I went back and when I let her let her go at the corner and after the go, she really, really found the line well. So I was really keen to get back on her. You ride Traduce in race five. Now, this is a stayer I think is getting close. Um, I'd say just about ready to hit its straps. So awkward sort of draw though tomorrow and a big weight. Well, helped by you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully with a three kilo claim, he can uh, run a nice race. We know he stays well, so he's only ever won over 2,200 metres. So tomorrow's 2,200 metres and hopefully he gets his way. Uh, Star Seeker in race six, another for Marianne Brosnan. Yeah, I won on that horse last start at Ipswich. Um, he fought on, he's really, he's rock hard fit. So hopefully we can do it again. Now, you're riding uh, Run for Glory for Tony Golan in race number seven. Uh, goes forward, I would say, and I don't know, can I, can I guess that this might be, it won't be quite as much an Emerald Kingdom ride, but you might try to do something similar? Yeah, obviously, I'll just um, give Tony a call tomorrow, see what his instructions are, but, um, you know, it's rock hard fit as well, 1,400 metres back to 1,350, so as long as this, he might ask me to use my three kilo claim to our advantage and yep. see how he goes. Yep. Now, um, you did win the Apprentices uh, Champion or the Apprentices Premiership uh, last season. You just beat your good friend, Angela Jones. I was reading in the calendar that you two do get along okay, so there's no issues there. Is that still the case? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely get on fine. There's um, there's nothing bad against that we've ever had anything, you know, bad against us. We're, we get along well and, yeah, we like to keep it that way. And you've had a, uh, a cracking start to this year. I'm just looking to see where you sit on the actual premiership right now. Metropolitan Queensland, you are sitting in sixth spot behind uh, Ben Thompson. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think I've um, had a great start to the season, so hopefully we can just keep on going. All right. Now, all the places you've ridden so far, Jasmine, favourite track? My favourite track. Yeah, which which one do you um, uh, jump in the car and think, I can't wait to get there? <laughs> Well, I mean, oh, I really am really starting to like riding in town. Yep. I don't quite know the back of my hand at the moment. I do have to um, have a, as I'm riding, I just have to have a little peek to see where I'm up to because um, it's quite an odd track as you come around the corner. I guess they're a lot bigger, bigger tracks compared to what I'm used to. Um, so I quite like. I quite like coming to Stoomben and Eagle Farm, but I think at the moment I'd still have to say whenever I'm riding at Bow Desert, I just I just love it because I just I can ride that track with my eyes closed. Just just one question before we let you go: the difference riding at Eagle Farm to Doomben, in your eyes, do you have you obviously have to wait longer at Eagle Farm before you make your run? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. It depends what horse you're on if you have to wait longer, but the, you do have a massive venge with that long straight um, mm. at Eagle Farm. And then I guess the difference of Doombin, Doombin feels like it has a hill. As you're coming around the corner, you've got that hill to run down up the, down the straight. Um, so if you are in front, I guess you can hold on a bit better than what you can at Eagle Farm. Um, but, yeah, they're both, they both look very similar. Sometimes I have to remind myself which track I'm at when I'm out there. They look very similar. <laughs> 
All righty, Jasmine, yeah. thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We wish you plenty of luck uh, tomorrow at Doombin, plus uh, your other rides over the weekend. And uh, no doubt we'll be talking to you in the not-too-distant future. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Jasmine Cornish, Cornish joining us there, and she is absolutely flying. Sammy? Yeah, she's in great form, uh, and she's very lucky, isn't she, that she can yep. go home and, and bounce off her parents and, and talk about her rides uh, throughout the day. All righty, we'll head for a break. We'll come back from the break. Have a chat with Chris This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. I can see Larrick and Rowe getting up on the inside. Casera no misbehaving need r- runs. And Bad Education is still there, if anything. Bad Education on the outside, raced up at the lead. Larrick and Rowe comes after it. Bad Education in front. Larrick and Rowe coming through to the inside. Bad Education and Larrick and Rogue. Larrick and Rogue beat Bad Education. Photo third. Oh, misbehaving. A little unlucky. And there he was, Sammy, the very, very promising Larrikin Rogue, winning his second start from only three races uh, recently at uh, Eagle Farm. And Larrikin Rogue's trainer is the one and only Chris Anderson. Uh, and we've got him online this afternoon. Chris, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, gents. Hope you're well. Yeah, we are very well. Now, before is, this, is this the uh, footy tipping That's in him. Chris Anderson? Is this a footy <laughs> tipping in Chris Anderson? Yes, it is. And you know what? I haven't had a thanks. I haven't had anyone read me to say they want to buy I a did. share and a horse on the back of what they've won. I sent you a text the next day. You did, actually. No, I, I do recall getting that. So thank you, Chris. That's okay. Any, anything for you, Chris? Now, like you were so just... confident. You were so, you dead set came on, all guns blazing, just like this is over the line. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have it. Um, look, I, I can tell a quick... Uh, it's it's still touchy. It's still it's still hurting. But uh, I had a bloke ring me and tell me that Adam Uze is going to be the Greater Western Sydney coach, right? And I said, what? And he goes, mate, you can bet on this. And he goes, it's over the line, Adam <laughs> Uze. And I said, so so he, he goes, mate, I've just had a beer with him. He's He's got the job. And I said, right. So away I went. And, and so I... You could only put so much on. Well, you can put seven hundred on. So I did that a couple of times, and <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm going, and and Nicole's going. My wife, I'm going. Oh, this is just walk up starts. So it's over the linings, and she goes, "Are you sure?" And I said, "No problems." And then Adam Uzo was is not the Greater Western Sydney coach. Do you, re- do you reckon that took a bit of explaining? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, so, you so, don't tell the hugs and kisses, mate. You keep that yes. quiet until you get the chocolates in your account. Yeah, yeah, and then well, you don't tell them either. So, 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 <laughs> you know, as far as betting on football or coaches or whatever, I, I'm out. I am like, I don't know anything about this. I've learnt my lesson and I will not get stung again. Yeah, how's, that, but, how's the guy? I've just had a beer with him. He's got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he lost plenty more than me. Oh, he must have. Yeah, yeah just for those... he, he would have been working, working for one of the corporate companies, no doubt. Yeah, so, I think yeah, you're right, actually. Play. Yeah, if you're going to back him, make sure you back him with <laughs> such and such. Yeah, that's right. Chris, yeah. just for those who don't know, it was uh, the Friday before the NRL grand final, and, and Chris has given us, I think it was a reserve grade, moral the team would win. You'll remember who it was. I think it might have been the Knights in most of them, wasn't it, Chris? The reserve grade. Well, Penrith the... reserve grade, yeah. Penrith A grade, and the Knights in the, in, in the women's. Yeah, and none of them were in any doubt at any stage. And what was it? Over $2, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I think he could have got 280. It was like backing oh. black caviar to win three straight as opposed to 25 straight. This is the greatest moral of all time. And I said to you blokes off air, stockbrokers, they give themselves a pat on the back. They tip your share at 50 cents in 2022, saying it'll be a dollar and 20. Well, you've got to wait 12 months to double your money. You could have doubled it or tripled it over the weekend. So yeah. I say it a, a little tongue-in-cheek, but yeah, it was good to good to pull it off because I was a little nervous, actually. Had I not pulled it off, uh, there might have been some retribution to come. What you would have got a text from me as you would have got a text from me still, but it would have been in a different sort of um, capital letters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't have done, and I didn't do. I didn't follow Semi and tell my wife. So let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. All right, now let's get back to racing. Larrikin Rogue goes around tomorrow with Doombin. Start number four. He gets to thirteen fifty. Chris, that's going to suit him down to the ground. Yeah, progressive horse, awkward gate, not sure where we land. Uh, Tardy out of the gates, as normal, needs to improve on the back of that. Obviously, that's going to be less forgiving the better grade he starts to take on. Weight at 58 is a little bit of a concern for me. Uh, I still think it's a big enough, a good enough horse to obviously handle that. Um, definitely goes there a winning chance. This will probably see his preparation come to a conclusion but I think he's an above-average horse with a really good future, and he's just doing a lot of what he's doing at the moment just on raw and natural ability. So he's a horse that unfortunately suffered at the pre-trainers some time ago, a a nasty uh, injury uh, to his wither. So for him to have caught up and got to this stage um, as an early three-year-old, I think he's done a terrific job. So uh, hopefully he can do more right out of the gate tomorrow than wrong. His his barrier trial before his first start, Chris, was on that uh, dirt track, the American dirt track at Eagle Farm, and and he led there, led all the way. He hasn't looked anything like leading at any start since. I know first up or debut, he missed the start by four lengths, but I couldn't see him leading in a pink fit now. No, it's remarkable, isn't it? Unfortunately, I don't know if a lot of people know, but yeah, it was disappointing. But on debut, one of the barrier tenants still had hold of his bridle yeah. in the barriers and didn't let him go, so... That's now caused a, a bigger issue for us in trying to manage him coming out, which hasn't been easy. Um, unfortunately, these things do happen in racing. But look, had he got beaten on debut, he probably gets declared a, a non-runner. Um, but he, he, he overcame that adversity to get over the top of them, as we know. But yeah, it, it's caused us some issue. It's just not giving him the confidence that he ideally needs. Because as you say... When he had that dirt jump out, he, he pinged, he let up, and he kicked away. So he's got more strength to his bow than he's showing. But on the back of that setback, it's mentally it's probably just not done the right thing for him. So we'll probably see him going have a break, and we'll do a little bit more barrier work with him upon his return. But hard to do that sort of barrier work with them, as you know, when they're in the middle to the back end of their prep, because uh, um, you sort of don't have the time, you know, to to see them jump and come out, whether it be a short or a long jump out with the intensity that they need when they're obviously not far out from racing. And it's something, Chris, I know, uh, well, I don't know if you agree or not, but as, as a horse person, it can be something that you can overdo it, can't you, with horses? So uh, I always think, um, you know, if you sort of just let them go to the races and have a few good experiences and, and try and let them pick it up themselves as opposed to always going to the barriers and, ba- and you sort of send them a bit bananas with it. Absolutely, couldn't agree. You summed it up perfectly there. And 
yeah, that's one thing we've tried to avoid, especially with the timelines we're looking at between races. You know, I think he's only 10 days between his most recent going into tomorrow. So, yeah, we, we didn't do that. And he's getting away with it at the moment. It's something we'll work on a lot more when we've got more time on the back of a fresher when he gets to clear his mind. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I've got one horse always in the back of my mind. But I, I, I spoke to, the, you know, not these owners, but I've got another horse who's a bit tardy out. And uh, I said, imagine having Chautauqua back in the day. <laughs> Best sprinter. Remember how he just used to stand there? Yes. Like a pig. Say, no, like like a dead set pig. He and, didn't want to, he didn't want to run there. You know what? I, I, it's Wouldn't bizarre. that be shattering? I know. I mean, and, and that is that was the bizarre thing about that horse. He was a champion, right? But he was a pig. He was yeah. like, if he didn't want to come out, he just didn't, you know? Like, And, and you're just like, Wow. You know, like he was, and and you could see it in the way his ears were in the barriers. You're like, this thing's not going to jump, you know, and he didn't. Yeah, just just remarkable, wasn't it? Watching him and, uh, yeah, just oh, I, I I know in one breath you, you don't have been so lucky to have the world's best sprinter, but in another, what more did he have to give that he didn't give because he just didn't want to no. come out and show. Uh, that he wanted to be a racehorse anymore. Just a remarkable story, that one. A lot of the, a lot of trainers say, oh, we'll, we'll be guided on what the horse tells us. Well, the horse was telling them, I don't want to run anymore. But they kept trying for a little while anyway. Uh, Steph Thornton's yeah. got a great relationship with Larrikin Road. Chris, uh, both wins, she's done an outstanding job. She was on debut, obviously missing the start by so far and remaining patient. But that last ride, squeezing up along the inside, I thought that was a really brave ride. Yeah, couldn't agree enough. And I probably am one of those trainers that don't have too much to tell jockeys pre-race. Most of these jockeys, if not all of them, are so well-versed and so well-educated. They do their form so intricately that they know where the speed is. They know where to be. They know how your horse actually, you know, will be or should be uh, through the run. So less is more for me talking to them. You have a very generalised overall plan, you know, and I, I think having riders that ride for your stable and knowing the horse is such an asset, and that proved to be the case last Wednesday where we couldn't use plan A, B, C, and Steph had to go to plan D, and uh, that's giving riders an open book, the confidence to go out and just ride. And Sammy, you, you, you tell me if I'm wrong, but eyes up, and um, once those gates open, no matter what strategy or plan you've got, uh, that can be out the window, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, I was... Uh pretty vocal about it a couple of weeks ago when I did my backside on one and, and I was, and the jockey missed the start and then drove the ears off it. And of course it's going to sit down the last hundred, you know, I mean, it's, you just go to plan B, that rule one paragraph, I missed the start. Okay. Plan B let's, you know, don't, mm. don't, don't use your carrots up. Uh, Cause by the time you get to the final furlong, it's going to be none left, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a sick watch. What about very intoxicating? Uh, this horse is going well. Going super. Should be unbeaten. Uh, this prep had she drawn a gate, no fault of any rider, but um, yeah, look, continually has the bar raised and ha- has has met that each and every time she's she's stepped out. Tomorrow's a, a, another challenge. She goes up to a mile, so there's a query there. But you know, Piero's. I certainly bred to get that trip. Um, time has been an enormous asset to her as per what they are to all horses. And, yeah, she's really matured up. She's thrived since she won last Wednesday. I think she's a $6 pop. 
sticky gate. Not sure where we land, but once again, I shall leave it to Steph. She knows the horse better than me now. And um, if she can get the right run throughout, I know it should be very, very strong weight. So I definitely have her in the mix tomorrow afternoon. Sorry, now, Chris, this afternoon. Chris, you know I'm a very positive person and I'm never negative towards any of your horses. But I was going to put very intoxicating on top. But I just thought under the uh, the class three set weights conditions, probably didn't seem all that well weighted. Absolutely agree. Um, always tricky when you're not for these set weights class yeah. uh, races, aren't you? And I was beaten with a horse on Tuesday on Cup Day, a 70 rater in a class two that uh, got me as well. So, look, works for trainers some days and not others. But, yeah, you're right. We, we would have probably got in better at under handicap conditions. But I guess for us, she'll go to the paddock after Saturday. And we just want to sort of see where she's at with a mile. So we get beat. No, no, no. Uh, um, big concern, but it, it will allow us to be more definitive with her program upon a return after what we see uh, there on Saturday. Just just one more question regarding uh, Larrick and Rogue. Uh, win, lose or draw tomorrow. What Have you got any sort of plans going forward at this stage or worry about that once he hits the paddock? Yeah, look, in the back of our mind, the Magic Millions Carnival would certainly be uh, ideal for him. Whether or not, Chris, that's going to come slightly too soon. As, as I said earlier, that he had that setback with his wither. So he needs to go and have a break, whether that be 10 days, two weeks. But we'll see how he comes through uh, this weekend and we'll make a decision. But there's a couple of options for him. Obviously, the guineas over 1,400, I think, would be ideal. But there's so many new pop-up races these days. And the Magic Millions have got a couple. And one of them, I think they call it the syndicate or something like that, where you've got to have a minimum of 20 owners. Yep. Um, He's got that. I dare say, I don't, I don't know how many horses around Australia would have uh, 20 owners. Now, you can't have 19, and you can only have 20 to a maximum in a, in, a, in a racehorse, as you know, declared true racing Australia. But it'd be interesting to see how many horses are good enough to go there. One and two have a maximum of 20 owners. So, yeah, that's probably a race also in the back of our mind that we'd like to try and target. But I think he's a, a horse that could certainly, if needs a touch longer out, could go to Sydney in the autumn. And if not, uh, I definitely think he's up to, to winter carnival grade next year. I think most of those 20 owners work in this office. Yeah, well, I'm one of them too, to be yeah. honest. So, uh, there you go. But it's been great for racing. Last Wednesday, I think I said the other day, you know, that is, is fairly quiet. Most people are sort of at work, understandably. And when those rogues horses get to go around, it's uh, yeah. quite a remarkable atmosphere. They go I'm sure they're, you know, putting plenty in the tin for race clubs and um, it's giving those that probably didn't have, you know, the, the opportunity to get in racing that opportunity and they are getting exactly the same experience as someone who owns 100% of a horse. So I think the TRL are doing a great job at bringing more people into racing and giving them that experience and hopefully uh, the confidence to keep, you know, investing and, and, and maybe getting in some more. So uh, it's great for racing and hopefully it's going to have the net result. One quick question. You've got uh, 25 seconds to answer this question, Chris. You've got a horse that could win a Melbourne Cup, an Everest, a Slipper, or a Cox Plate. Which would you rather win? Uh, for my wife, the Everest, <laughs> and myself, a Melbourne Cup. Okay. Yep, that's a good answer. Yep, that's a very sensible <laughs> answer, actually. <laughs> it's Melbourne Cup all yeah, day, it's a tough every question. day. Yeah, but... Isn't uh, it, Sammy? It hey? is Melbourne Cup. It's I'm, everybody knows what wins the Melbourne Cup. 
Yeah, yeah. It's still the race that stops the nation, I think. And uh, oh, I, I would love to see a few more local horses participate. And I know there's a lot of European focus and horses coming from overseas. But I really hope that we can keep the tradition going. It's what really started me wanting to get in racing when I was a kid wagging school to going and having a bet. Um, you know, that, that, that that's the thing that brought me, I remember, into racing in it. It, it was uh, it was Melbourne Cup Day, so um, who knows? Maybe that'll change for every day for the youngsters these days. But for me, Melbourne Cup. Now they don't even they don't even show it at school most of the time. Now it's a disgrace, Chris. Yeah. Absolute disgrace. Isn't anyway. it a disgrace? Yeah. But I tell you what, wouldn't it be a nice problem to have a horse that I had to consider which way to go? With? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you do, and hopefully you do soon, because uh, we'd love that to happen. It might be Larrikin Road, but I don't think you'll be heading for a Melbourne Cup. Well, it's the reason all trainers, I think, get out of bed because we always have that deep-seated hope that we've got a fast one in the stable. So hopefully for all trainers, we get that opportunity at some stage through our career. Chris, thanks for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate your time as usual. Good luck tomorrow with Larrick and Rogue and going forward. Good on you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. On the Gold Coast... In the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Lovely sunny afternoon. It would be on the Gold Coast this afternoon. And who better to give us some tips for tomorrow than Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au. Gibbo, good afternoon to you. Yeah, seems like a good day to wag school and have a bet. (laughs) Is there not a good day to have a bet and wag school? Oh, oh, Eddie, knock your luck in if you don't have a bet. I like that. Very, very good. Now, speaking of luck, seeing yours is, you've been uh, giving us plenty of winners in this segment each week. Gold Coast tomorrow. Looks a good meeting. I found a couple myself, but you're the expert, so it's over to you. I'm keen to know what you found too, Chris, actually. I might get you to shoot first. I thought it was a good meeting. I just thought it was pretty even. I sort of had trouble nailing a couple, so I want to hear yours. I can't because I can't find the page I've written them on, so you have to go first. Righto, I'll go first. Righto. Look, I'm going to start in race. One, uh, number nine, Blue Spinnel. Uh, nice hellbent filly for Gollum. I just just put a line through the, the debut run, tipped out um, the trial. This time in have been very good. Um, like what I see there. Interesting, Anthony Allen's on this, and you'd think Frad would get first choice or for the Gollum runners, but look, I'm happy to start with Blue Spinnel. I just think there's something there, uh, and happy to have a little something on early in the day uh, on it. Um, away from that, I thought there was a couple of shorter ones, so I'm looking for a bit more value, and I'll go to race five, and I'm probably going to back two horses here if the prices allow us to. Uh, number four, Red Hot Rubik. Now, trolled good last prep, started the prep good, and then they, they got out in ground. I'm not sure whether it's just trained off or didn't really want to get out to the trip, but it definitely wasn't as good. I just think fresh, good gait, tallow going on, he adds a couple of lengths to horses when they go to the Gold Coast. So I think you've got to have something Red Hot Rubik's. And number 10, Capital Girl. I just always felt like it was better than a maiden. It's had eight starts and it still hasn't broken through, but didn't have much luck last start. I think this is easier. So, yeah, if we're allowed, we can back number four, Red Hot Rubik's, and 10, Capital Girl. So they're probably just the two races I want to play into, Chris. Gibbo, okay. did I see you being a bit of a fanboy during oh. the week, sitting in, in Colo's... Uh... Locker at, at the Gold Coast? <laughs> yeah, you did too. Yeah, you did. And that was his idea, not mine. He, was, he said, come He's a lunatic. You know that, Sammy. He's mad. 
I don't know what he's going to do when he says my name. I just follow him and I don't know where I'm going to end up. And for those who don't know Gibbo too, he's also now taken up a modelling profession. He was on the, uh, was it the front page of the Gold Coast Bulletin last week? Yeah, I, yeah, but they wanted Tamara Bowen. I think they just needed a bloke to stand next to her. <laughs> I don't think that was the case at all. Not the mail I got. <laughs> no, that's all it was. And then you had Callow bagging me from the sidelines. That's when I went and got that photo with his, <laughs> in his, with his scully and his whip next to me. <laughs> all right, so you go on race one, number nine, Blue Spinel, or Spinel, is that how you pronounce it? And race, yeah, so. race five, numbers four and ten, should the market allow. Will Nature Strip and Animo win? Uh, geez, I'm a, I'm thunderstruck, man. I, I love the horse. Uh, I hope he can get close to Animo. Animo's just a ripper, isn't it? But um, what do you boys think? I do. I think they'll both win. Sammy doesn't. Sammy? Uh, no, I think uh, I think uh, Animo will win, but I, I don't think uh, I think Giga Cook will beat Nature Street. You know what? We'll see. Yeah, no, I think it shapes up. It's interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just a, I'm a big on Thunderstruck man. Not saying he will win, but geez, I'd love him too. He's a he's a ripper. If I've got one to own, he'd be the one. Mm, well, you had a good one. You've had your turn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Don't worry, I've had some slow ones too. <laughs> ready for the really you're ready for one. the next one. <laughs> you are. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. June. Oh, thanks, Gibbo. Have a great uh, day All on right, the punt boys. over the weekend, or oh, a great day tomorrow and a great weekend. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, Gibbo. Sammy, best bet in the country tomorrow. Anywhere. You uh, name it. Flemington, race seven, number nine, my Oberon. Doombin, race eight, number nine, Liza with a Z. Oh, you like that horse. I like you got Liza. An affair. You're having an affair with her. I like Liza. I'm going uh, Doombin, race two, number three, Hatchet, as my best anywhere around the country. Sammy, Toowoomba, anything for tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. Uh, race Six, number one, witness attack. This will win. I'm thinking it'll be short, but it'll win. Uh, I've got a couple for the Sunshine Coast, but uh, once again, I don't know what I've done with the actual piece of paper. I'll find that in a moment. But before we do, anything uh, that you'd like to lay? I was going to lay Orbison, but he scratched, so I was right. Good okay. win. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, right. I don't know about – I haven't got a got lay, a lay? Uh, no lays? this week, but what did I what, – what did I – like your horse, that's complete sausage of the week. Zava Boom. Uh, Zava Boom. Dead set sausage. Well, I knew I knew when Golan when that when <laughs> Golan and Jimmy Orman came on last week talking about Zava Boom going, yeah, he's a bit tricky. I was like, he's off this. This is off. Do you want me to play, boys? Do you want to hear it? Lay all day. Yeah, I want meat. Yeah, meat. Well, one of yours was a sausage roll last week too. That was Ironside at Toowoomba. Yes, but he, look, he's close. He'll 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 win soon. Whereas yours is just he he'll win soon. I don't think he's just complete sausage. I give up looking for that piece of paper for the Sunshine Coast, but I can tell you there's a first starter there on Sunday called Golden Boom for Tony Golan. Trials like a star. Okay, be about dollar thirty, Sammy. So load up anyway. We've got to hit the road. Uh, had a great week. Melbourne Cup's been a lot of fun, but one thing it has been, Sammy, it's been wet. So I thought we'd finish the show with this particular song. We'll catch you all next week.